0: Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's here. Camp is finally here. Football is back, baby. The smell of fresh-cut grass, the, the feeling in the air, the humidity, you can feel it. It's time, right? And with that being said, NC State kicked off their first day of camp. Now, as I talked about last episode, this is what I wanted to be talking about. This is what I wanted to be getting into. And today, we will begin our series of breaking down unit by unit what questions we want to see or what questions I want to see answered coming out of camp. And by all means, all of my listeners, everybody who follows this show responds to me on Twitter, Uh, or on on the comments of the show, you know I'm very responsive. I'll, you know, whatever questions you have, whatever ideas you have, let me know and I'll get right back with you on those. But today we're going to start off with the group that has arguably the most questions to answer coming out of camp. I have my answer for that, but the answer may be a little surprising to you. So give me just a second. Stick with me now. We're going to talk about which group has the most questions to answer coming out of camp on today's episode of Locked On Wolfpack. You are locked on Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey there Wolfpack fans. So I think We can all agree. I I don't think there should be too much question about this. The group that I believe has the most questions to answer by far is that running backs group is the running back. group That is the group that we have the least amount of tape on. That is the group that we have seen the, the least amount of that's where we're losing the most production. So that's realistically where we should start this thing off. So, what are the questions that I want answered about that group? What are the things that I want to see going forward that are going to tell me what type of season this is going to be for NC State? Because let's be realistic. Let's be realistic. Devin Leary is an animal. He's a dog. He's really, really darn good at what he does. He's, he's, he's borderline great. Borderline great. Right there. Pushing that, pushing that curve of great. He had a great season last year, but he's borderline pushing a great career depending on what he does this year. However, a vi- a at least viable running game and at least good, good running game is an important part of it. I was a huge, huge, huge supporter last year of the things we did in the running game, as well as wondering why we didn't run the ball more at times. And so let's just take a look. At what we're losing as well as what we're returning, which is why there are so many questions here. Bam Knight and Ricky Persons last year combined to rush for over 1,300 yards on exactly five yards per carry. Now, that to some people doesn't sound like much. And, you know, some folks would hear that and think, well, there's, you know, you have Heisman candidates every year who exceed that. And there's, listen, we're talking about the ability to be the complement, right? We're not saying that this is going to be NC State's main pitch, but the reality, the reality is uh, you're a Mariano Rivera. You ain't coming out there at the end of the game to close it out, and sure, you can have that one thing. No, 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 no. You need a full-balanced repertoire. You need a full-balanced offense. The problem is in losing those 1,300 yards, and losing all of those touchdowns that we lost, I want to say there were – 14 total touchdowns uh lost between those two as far as rushing touchdowns go no, no no I'm sorry eight eight touchdowns lost as far as those two go again this is still a situation where those numbers may not sound great but let's talk about what we're bringing back and why there are the questions right jordan houston is the leading returning rusher and he has a whopping 83 he had a whopping 83 yards Um, Last year, 83 total yards and one touchdown. So, again, there there are questions there. And the first question, the first question becomes, is Jordan Houston a lead back? Can he step up and be a featured back? That's a legitimate question. I don't think that that's a crazy question to ask because he's the most proven guy. He's the, the eldest of the group. He's going to be the guy that's looked forward to. I want to say that this is his fourth year on campus, so he's going to be the guy that's looked forward to, and the question is asked, hey, what can you do for us, man? You've been here for a little bit. You've been in the system. You've seen the things. And and last year's production is not indicative of all that he can be because Jordan Houston had a huge year in 2019 when everybody in their mama was hurt, he was one of the guys who stayed healthy and he had to to carry the water and he had to be that feature back. And with that being said, that year he went off for 526 yards, five yards per carry, over five yards per carry, as well as 100 receiving yards. So we know how dynamic he can be, but the question is, can he be the guy who carries uh, the water over the full season? Can he be the guy who is expected from game one forward? to be the feature back. Can he do it? Can he do it? That is the question that's going to be asked of him. And it's a very important question to be answered. It's a very important question to be answered. We will learn more about these things as camp goes on, as camp develops, as stories develop out of camp and all that good stuff. But who or how good is Jordan Houston is very vital. But the next is kind of a one A, but it's kind of a separate question. If it's not Jordan Houston, then who? Who's the guy? Who is going to be your your main horse, the the main one that you're going to have toting the rock? Because that's, again, we can pretend all day and night until we're blue in the face that Devin Leary should be so great and so immaculate, he should not need help from anybody else. It's not the reality. It's not the reality. If we look at the teams who have uh, thrown the ball best or the teams who run very balanced offenses and many of the most prolific offenses that don't have super high tempos, how do they go about doing it? They go about doing it because they have balance. Devin Leary will deliver if we can give him the opportunity to um, make things happen via play action. If we give him the opportunity to have defensive linemen not pinning their ears back and just saying go every play go at the quarterback we don't care what's going on just go we don't care about your padlock we don't care about all that go get to the quarterback because the reality is they have nothing to come back with us at in the run game they have absolutely nothing they can give precious little in terms of a running game it's important it's important that will be a vital determining factor if it's not jordan houston If he's not the number one guy, he's the one who has the most uh, production returning, over 600 yards in his career and all that good stuff. He's the one who has the most. He's shown the ability to be a feature back for games, for stints, for all that good stuff. Can he put it together uh, a complete season? Can he put together a complete season? That's the question. That's the question that we want to see answered, or that I want to see answered here. What will be uh, out of that? And again, if it's not Jordan, then who? Then who? Is it Delbert Mims? Is it Demi Sumo? Like who, who is the guy if not him? Who's the guy? You know what I mean? Because it's not it's not a situation where um, you know, we're we're asking about guys who haven't shown anything, or it's not a situation where we're asking about a bunch of guys who we've seen a lot from. That's not the reality. That's not the case of what this NC State team is being put into, and so. Uh, it's a bad idea to pretend, hey, we've got to figure it out. We've got what we need to have rolling. It's it's just not – that's not how this game is going to work. Who is the guy? Is it Crowell? Is it is it Michael Allen? Who's the guy that will step up and say, you know what, maybe Jordan Houston is the change of speed back. Maybe he's a guy who can do good things in spurts, but – we need somebody else to be our our leading guy. If that's the case, let's see how it rolls. Let's see who that guy is. I want to see that answer. And here's the thing. Just because I want to see these things answer coming out of camp doesn't mean that it's the end of the world if it isn't. We have seen before players who did not emerge in game one or fresh out of camp come on to make huge impacts later in the season. That's the reality of how this rolls sometimes. But again, this is what I want to see Answer coming out of camp. These are things that I want to hear. Oh, yeah, this guy has been an absolute animal. And if you can have those things said about you while you're practicing against this defense, I mean, hey, you've you've got some good things rolling. You've got some really, really good things rolling. The lead back job here is one that I think is up for grabs. Honestly and truly. I don't think anybody has a claim to it to where it's like, hey this is my job and the rest of y'all are just showing up or, or the rest. I'm glad it's night and y'all are the pips. I'm David Ruffin Otis. Ain't nobody coming to see you. Otis, I don't think it's any of that going on in this backfield because again, it's if, if somebody were to break out and have a, a 1500, 1800 total yard season, everybody would be shocked by that. But who would that guy even be? Even a thousand yard season. In terms of rushing yards on any of these guys, I feel like would be a surprise. A thousand yards total yards from Jordan Houston, I feel like that would be a surprise to most people. But I, I don't think I think that there are certain people who believe that that's a reality. So that again, this running back job to me is wide open. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised um, to see any of the guys who are currently there as the starter come game one. That's just the reality that we're looking at here. And speaking of jobs, I got to tell you about LinkedIn Jobs. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job posting minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job to the purple add your job and the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Now, the next, um, the next question I want to ask after who turns out to be the guy, even if Jordan Houston does turn out to be, you know, the, the, the lead back, even if he does step up and has – an absolutely tremendous year, or if it's somebody else. Again, this very real possibility. This is this is not a situation where I think that somebody is in the, the driver's seat and, and nobody can unseat them. With that being said, the question then becomes: okay, even if uh, even if whoever shakes out as the starter, who then is our situational back, is our short yardage back and things along those lines. Because I think that we can all agree to some extent that hey, realistically, if we have a, a bigger back, if we have a more powerful back, um in terms of what we're looking at for what we're looking at for our, our starting running back, that's great, that's beautiful, that's good. But the reality is also that you're gonna need a, a situation of um you're gonna need a situation of whoever the whoever the lead back is, you're gonna need a situational back to come in and, and get you those couple yards. Jordan Houston isn't tiny. I think that he I think that he plays a little bit smaller than his uh roster listed weight of 192 pounds he is. And so with that being said, who's gonna be the guy? It's fourth and one. I a la Reggie Gillespie, uh who, you know, it's you need those couple yards you need somebody who's just going to push the pile forward or fall forward, regardless of where they're hit, who's going to be that guy, right? That's the question. That's the question that you're asking yourself. That's the question that you're looking at uh, when you come in to this type of situation. So those are, again, those are the questions that I'm asking here, because while it seems like a small thing, while it seems like such a, a tiny minuscule thing that you don't really need to put much interest and thought into the reality is those plays can be the determining factor. That one little fourth and one, that one little, you know, the the one little play that you don't think too much about it can definitely in a heartbeat end up being the play that decides the game that we've seen it before. We have seen before we t- say it all the time. This is a game of inches. And I, I don't care what type of offense you run. I do not care. I don't care how good your quarterback is. Unless your quarterback can be that guy who, you know, you just tell him, hey, we're going to run a quarterback sneak. We need you to get that couple of yards. What is is the situation? Who's the guy? Who's the guy that you say, okay, they're going to get the job done. They're going to get what we need done here. That's a question. That's a question that needs to be answered. Another question. How does Micah Crowell fit into the running back rotation? Uh, he came in as a receiver, I believe. He, I believe it was either receiver or safety. I could be wrong here. Yeah, it was receiver. OK, so uh, he played receiver and cornerback in high school and he had some injury problems and, and then moved to running back this offseason. How does he factor into this battle? What does he do? What does he bring to that backfield that you look at and you say, okay, I'm getting it. I'm I'm getting why he's here. I'm getting how he helps out this unit in particular. Because, again, this is a situation where I wouldn't be upset if this is running back by committee. I wouldn't be upset if there's one guy who takes off and says, hey, this is my thing. Everybody else back up. I wouldn't be upset if we have a situation like last year where we got two guys who are the main guys who get the job done. If we can get 1,300 yards of production on the ground again this year, I don't care where they come from. I do not care. I have no qualms about it. I don't care whose name is on the back of the jersey. As long as the name on the front says NC State, if they can move that ball forward when tucking it under their arm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. But there is a a very interesting question to be said, or, or there is a very interesting question here about Michael Crowell and his fit into the um, into the fold here as a running back on this team because, again, this is – you often see guys transition from wide receiver or from running back to wide receiver. You don't too often see it the other way around, but he's got good size. This is a guy that's 6'1", um listed at 215 pounds. He's got good size now. This isn't a, a small guy by any means or any stretch of the imagination. So who knows? There could be some things here that, you know, there's, it's, it's some, it's some potential. It's a lot of things that could happen there. But again, that's another guy that unheralded so far, who knows what could happen this year. And speaking of guys along that line, Michael Allen, Michael Allen, true freshman out of uh, JH Rose high school, same high school as Contavious street. What is he going to bring this year in his first year? The reality is we have – it would not be crazy to see a running back that is uh, a little shorter, a little lower to the ground, but very compact and and densely built making a big impact on on this Wolfpack team. It wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world. It really and truly wouldn't be. Do you all remember a guy by the name of T.A. McClendon? Very similar build. Very similar build. T.A. was a little bit heavier but you get the point. Both very short, very compact guys, very quick, may not have all the, the uh, straight line speed in the world and the if he's even, he's leaving factor to him. But what can he bring as a true freshman into this offense? What can he bring in terms of being a guy who, you know, you, you look at the things that he brings and you look at how he jumps out of the page in his freshman year. Is this going to be a situation where – he ends up in that type of stratosphere. Again, I'm not saying that we should be expecting this. Just what is he going to be coming out of camp? What is his role going to be? What, are, what is the team going to be expecting of him coming out of camp? I, I would love to see a defined role carved out for him or at least something along the lines of this is what we expect him to do. And again, when live bullets are flying, when you're in game time, game action, You know, some of the stuff that happened in camp, some of the things that you believe in camp fly out of the window. But these are just things that I like to see answered. Again, this is a backfield that is returning 148 yards of total production from last year. And this is not for a lack of talent, I believe, because we've already talked about Jordan Houston and how big his year was in 2019 uh, when he was a true freshman. And again, there was a ton of injuries. So this is not a situation where I feel like there is a definitive lack of talent where you're just like, um, yeah, we've we've got a uh, a bunch of backs that uh, nobody else um, outside of NAIA schools were offering, and uh, we hope to make something good happen. There, the talent is there, the depth could be there. It just all is a matter of of how this this running back group comes together and makes it happen. And these are the questions. But again, returning 148 total yards of production, there's going to be a lot of questions. There's going to be a lot of questions surrounding this group. How this team or how this group answers those questions will go a long way in talking about how this season plays out. How much of a winning team, how many solid games we can stream together, uh, the type of season we can build here. That's just the reality of what we're looking at. And this running back group is gonna be a vital part of it. And speaking of building, Built Bar is here with Built Bar Puffs. They're one of the greatest joys of life. And there's a new flavor, delicious, indulgent cookie dough, covered in chocolate. That's right, Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to my new favorite flavor and your new one, Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs have a light, chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks. And of course they're covered in 100% real chocolate all the joys of eating cookie dough you can get plus it's healthy for you cookie dough chunks puffs are only 160 calories and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein them. run the build.com to snag a box for your fam for you and the family it'll be the perfect treat and you can find a good hiding place for them if you just want to hoard them yourself, I wouldn't advise that, though. You know, you got to share uh, with the family. You know what I mean? A happy spouse, happy house, okay? You take care of the little ones Stupid, but that's another story for another time. Anyway, go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. So we're about to land this thing. But before we get out of here, again, the questions that I want to see answered, is Jordan Houston a feature back? Can he carry the load? Can he be the guy that says, you know what? I'm going to solve a lot of this team's problems in terms of the running game. I'm the guy that I was from 2019, just matured, bigger, stronger, faster, better. Can we get that out of Jordan Houston? We know how he's going to be used. We know that he's going to be used in the passing game. We know that he is a mismatch. He's a walking mismatch if you spread him out, uh, because, of course, he's labeled as a running back in terms of when you're counting personnel off, for folks who don't know what counting personnel off means, there's always an assistant either up in the box or next to the defensive coordinator on the sideline that says they're running 12 personnel, they're running 21 personnel, they're running um, 10 personnel. What that means is how many backs and how many um, tight ends there are. So that's that's a good indicator of, of what that is, right? I formation is 21 Um, ace with two tight ends is 12. That's just what that looks like. Okay. So he's going to be listed as a running back or he's going to be considered as a running back by most defenses. And so when he comes out, he's going to be a mismatch because nine times out of 10, he's either going to have, um, a linebacker on him or in certain blitz situations, he may even have a defensive end on him. Uh, there will be times as well where he's matched up with safeties, but I think he can win those matchups as well. So we know how he will be used, but is he the feature back is the first question. The second, if it's not him, who is the feature back? Who can step up and shock the world as far as what this um, what this team could be or what this backfield group could be? Who's going to be your short yardage back? Because when you think about Jordan Houston, if he is the feature back, you're not looking at a guy who uh, you think of as a powerful runner that when he runs the ball, you're always going to see. When he runs into uh, the pile, the pile tends to move forward. No disrespect to the man. He has a lot of strengths. I just talked about his versatility, his ability to catch out of the backfield and all that, but he's not the guy for that situation, so who will be that guy? The next question is how does uh, Michael Crowell fit into this situation? How does he fit into the, the backfield fold? Because, again, it is a lot more common to see Uh, running backs transition to receiver than the opposite. So let's see how that plays out and who becomes the guy. Does Michael Allen have a, a impact freshman year in him? Again, he's, he's very comparable to another Wolfpack legend T. A. McClendon. Not again, not saying he's the same build, not saying he's as big and powerful and has the same type of balance. I don't know. I haven't seen him on a college level, but we also don't know that he doesn't have those things. So, I'm just saying, that's the thought there. Anywho, next episode, we'll be breaking down the receiver group because that's a a group that while they're returning a lot of production, there is still a lot of questions to be asked there as well. Thank you all so very much for coming out, Wolfpack Nation. Y'all make this show what it is. Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go Pack. are locked on Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.